another edition of Better Than Broadway. We are coming to you live from all over the globe, mostly Atlanta, Georgia, and Chicago, Illinois. But hey, we're coming at you globally. It's what we're doing here. We're having a good time. Season two, episode 16, in your living room. Or your car. Or your car. Yeah, you know, wherever you are. It's cool. The treadmill. Wherever you you are, the treadmill, the car, you know. Maybe you're pumping some weights. We are happy that you are with us in this moment. Ryan, could they be listening to us in a random gas station in Hawaii? Um, Yeah, if they have their earbuds in. They could be be pooping in that gas station. They could be pooping in the gas station. I I mean, that's that's the level of technology we have. If you're listening to us, if you're listening to us in a gas station pooping in Hawaii, please hover. Or just, or just hold it and go to a hotel because you know those things are clean. There yeah, you go. If you're on the mainland, you don't have to hover, but Hawaii, you need to hover. Yeah. So, guys, we got guys, we got backlash, we got SmackDown, we got WWE draft, we got a lot of business today. But most importantly, it is the return of our dear friend, Mr. Tom Sroka, all the way from Illinois. Hey, buddy. What's up, guys? How Look you at doing? that beard. Look at that gorgeous, gorgeous beard. It's like, uh, it's so like it starts. It's the progress of it goes from chef to me to justin to you it's the evolution of beards delight evolution evolution uh tom i want to congratulate you because we have officially broken the curse of shroka we have podcast of me we have we haven't killed that isn't that fantastic it's honestly what is the curse of shroka oh man so tom and i have been on each other's podcast multiple times and it seems like especially with me but i think with you too there's been several times like Whenever he comes on my podcast, I something happens and I end up stopping my podcast. Like my podcast is canceled or like I don't do it. It's happened like three times mm-hmm. um, at least. And so when he came on the first time, I wasn't on the podcast, so it didn't really count. So, so then when it, we came in, yeah. And so then when he came on here, you know, recently and I was with him or whatever, and now here we are again. We're still going. We're still it rolling did, strong. It so it didn't work. Broke the Tom, the, is, the, Tom is our first first of the three-time guest. Uh, three, time. Three, time. three time three time three time yes sir Chef, guys i okay? am i've sat away from my microphone uh, a little bit a little bit, a little bit closer to, yeah i'm gonna be closer. listening right. to and watching backlash um here while we are doing this podcast i'm currently in the middle of the bad bunny um okay. so i can try and catch up here the, so good we'll skip you, that for now you don't need to watch the rest of it after that that's that's what you said, but I'm a little bit bummed out about it. I do want to see what's going on with Cody. No, w- watch the rest of it. Watch the rest yeah. of it. So, Justin, Justin, while you're watching the end of that match, why don't we go ahead and talk WWE draft? Okay, let's do that. Let's, let's do that. Yeah, this draft. So, the WWE has there has had their annual draft after WrestleMania, typically two or three weeks after WrestleMania, and it's almost always right around the same time as the NFL draft, almost almost to today. Yeah. Um, so this year, the uh, WWE draft kicked off on SmackDown, and Triple H comes out, does his thing, does his thing. And with the first pick of the WWE draft of 2023, SmackDown selected combined Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman of the Bloodline. Raw takes Cody Rhodes as their first draft pick. So Based on that first round of draft picks, does anybody other than me take issue with the fact that they clumped 
factions and tag teams together in this draft. It's the first uh, time they've done it. That just feels peculiar. I fucking hate the draft and period. Can I just say that? I've always hated it. Am I the only one? Like maybe I, I don't, I, I've always thought it was stupid. I always thought it was like, just, I mean, it's like a, a shitty playoff of the NFL draft. And I've just, I've just never thought it's like, why not just put people everywhere? Like just, you know, give them, you know, you can do a soft split to where you kind of see this guy over here, but you know, you don't have to make it. Cause at the end of the day, they, they, they come up with excuses to why somebody would show up somewhere anyways. And then survivor series comes along and, and all that kind of crap. And I just, I, I don't like it at all. So I'm got a little bit of a bad opinion on, on audit in general but yeah like i guess if they're gonna do it they might as well make it kind of official to like to be like oh well, we're gonna pick one person except for these guys like it should almost be the opposite roman should count as three right as opposed to as mm. opposed to taking three people at once like roman is like their biggest guy so he should have like triple points or something like that well like uh, you know would they make all those uh little games like oh you get you know, all the tiers of wrestlers and you get, you know, 20 points. You can only pick, you know, each one has five points, things like that. Yeah, and Roman's 19 points if you get right. 20 points, right? Like, like So, um, well, I, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's not, I'm sorry to cut off Tom, but the biggest thing that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way and maybe I, I, I missed the past two years since we've been doing this. I don't remember the draft from last year. Maybe I just missed it. That was, that's my point is, if they're going to do it, they needed to find a consistency with it. Because yep. I feel like for a while, like when they brought it back, it was every year they were doing it. Then they didn't do it last year. Then they did it this year. My only issue, I have two issues with the draft, is I don't like the NXT call-ups, um, first and foremost. Especially the ones that have the t have like have titles. Yeah. Because I feel like it's just like, okay, well now we know NXT is just going to be like title tournaments for the next two weeks or so it, it, to replace, yeah to replace those vacant titles that they have because they can't because they have that imaginary rule that you can't bring you know their titles with them to nxt even though they allowed owens to when he was the nxt champion and so on and so forth but um the other issue i have with it is i don't understand like the exchanging of the titles like i feel like when the draft happens like obviously the tag team titles are unified right now but like the raw women's champion should just stay on raw the smackdown women's champion should just stay on smackdown whichever one of the undercard titles i, I always forget which one is like primarily one or the other but that's stay. what they've done though right no no because roman got, has a smackdown and he went to smackdown right yeah both he's got both but Rhea got drafted to smackdown as the raw women's champion and bianca got drafted to smackdown as the raw or yeah whatever I, you know what i'm saying bianca's yeah, the bianca's the raw and got drafted to smackdown Rhea's the smackdown got drafted to raw it's just stupid like, so here's what, yeah so here's what we got here's what we got we'll talk about these champions real quick all right so gunta the intercontinental champion was drafted with imperium to raw yeah. So they've gone from SmackDown to Raw. And Austin Theory, the U.S. champion, who's currently on Raw, as of tomorrow, becomes a member of SmackDown. Yeah. On top of that, the Judgment Day as a whole stays on Raw, including Rhea Ripley, who's the SmackDown women's champion. And the LWO as a whole, with Rey Mysterio, with Zelina Vega, Joaquin Wilde, all of them, they're all going to SmackDown. And then the Street Profits and Bianca Belair, the Raw women's champion, 
all go to SmackDown. So you have all these little groups that have all just kind of stayed together, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I feel like as Tom says, as Justin says, as Ryan agrees, it just kind of cheapens this draft. Now, last year, last year, um, Charlotte Flair was the SmackDown women's champion, or maybe it was raw. I don't remember. Becky Lynch was a champion and they switched titles uh, in a ceremony in the middle of the ring where Becky dropped the title on the ground and Charlotte got all pissy. But, you know, everybody yeah, was accidental. So I'm, my guess, my guess is that the Raw and Women's Championships are going to be switched uh, either on Raw tomorrow night or on SmackDown on Friday. I just don't see the purpose in doing such a thing. But Answer know, me this then. Answer me this then. If Is, is Rhea then going to be able to say that she's been the SmackDown and the Raw Women's Champion? Hmm. I'm going to defer to Tom on that question. I don't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think the I think the dual titles is dumb. Personally, yeah, it's like stupid. I was I was it actually is. excited when they unified the tag team titles and the universal and the uh, world heavyweight title. Like I was actually excited about that because I'm like, all right, cool. Like it just made I, I don't cool. like it though because there's still two titles. That's the problem. There's well, still right. two titles. I, I, I wish they, they come up they, with a damn title, and now they're creating this third title. Like they need to get rid of the black title and just have like, or get rid of the SmackDown title and like the black and gold title or whatever. Let that be the title, and then they're the, and that's a universal. And then there's a a world. We, they have enough titles. Like you know, we talk shit about AEW having titles, but Jesus Lord and Savior, like I mean, te- I mean technically speaking, like NXT. If you add NXT into the mix, they have three of every title. Yeah, God. yeah. Like and it's annoying. Like it really yeah. is. Like. For for Survivor Series sake, it's awesome, but they don't do anything Survivor Series wise with the main titles. Like all the triple threat matches are the women's titles, the undercards are the undercard titles, and the tag team titles, which is cool. Yeah, but if they would do like the NXT champ versus the SmackDown champ versus the Raw champ, that would be cool as hell. But they're not going to do that because for whatever reason. Chef, well, then I can do that because then me. the winner. Oh, go ahead, Chef. Sorry, Chef, and I'll swing back to me, and then to Justin. No, it, it also seems like they're getting to the point where there's so many titles that the 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 main titles, like the big ones, you know, Becky Lynch or you know, uh, Rhea Ripley, like they're, all, they're the only possibility. It takes away any lure that they could drop those titles at any time. Like, you know, Zelina Vega pulls someone something out of her ass and or pulls something out of her abs, um, and like hits Rhea, and you know, there's no way. It, it just seems like. They're only going to let titles exchange on like the big cards on WrestleMania, Survivor Series, series or SummerSlam, and which get a cheapened backlash. Like, who, who thought Zelina Vegas, Zelina Vega stood a chance last night against Brie Ripley? Nobody. Nobody. But the, the, the crowd in Puerto Rico was white hot for yeah. every single match. And we'll talk about backlash in a minute. But I feel like at some point you're getting a diminished rate of return on your investment because now you have this third, this tertiary uh, heavyweight championship, the WWE World Champion, which, by the way, gorgeous belt, giving me big gold belt vibes. Love, yeah, love, I do love like that it. big gold I do belt. Like it. But it's the same thing. When they started this draft in 2001 and then in 2002, uh, Bischoff comes out and gives Triple H 
the world title, the big gold belt. You, it made sense because you have a champion and a champion, and they and all and the brands were evenly split back then, so there was no jumping back and forth. There was no wild card rule. Now it's like, well, shit. No, you're, if you're a free agent, agent, you can do whatever you want. Like, come exactly. on, man. That sucks like, too. and that sucks too. So we'll talk about that too. But when you when you have to have a tournament for, and we'll get into that for this new world championship that they have developed. It, the bottom line is this. They have backed, they have booked themselves into a corner with Roman Reigns because, oh, holy shit, he could be a thousand-day champion. Well, guess what? As soon as he's a thousand-day champion, then he's only got 61 more days to go before he beats Pedro Morales's, uh record at and, and moves up the ladder. He would have to hold the title until backlash 2028 to beat Bruno's record. Bruno San Martino, who defended that title once a month for a decade because they only had wrestling shows about once a month, if that. It, it, back then hmm. with the territories and everything, he wasn't defending that title every night. Well, okay, here, here's a question. We talk about too many belts. We talk about too many champions, too many, you know, crossing over. Are there too many pay-per-views? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom, I mean, that, Justin, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody. Justin's thoughts on that because Justin has always said there's too many pay-per-views. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody debates that at this point, man. The, the premium live events, um, especially now that it's on Peacock and stuff like that. I feel like, and then you know, and I'll shit on on AEW for a little bit. I, you know, they try to do these these um, television specials, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to try and, make the belts. and and it just further waters down, you know, the feeling of a premium live event or of a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I, I don't like it. I, it. Now they're doing good. Like, I mean, this backlash so far has been great. I love the fact that they're going to different places and it kind of makes it more spicy. Like Puerto Rico is freaking crazy. When I, watching Bad Bunny come in and ha- seeing like, whatever it was 70,000 people sing his song like yeah it was a concert like no wrestler gets that kind of pop like that's not even Jericho you know what I mean he he probably will at Wembley but actually if we're being honest but um but yeah I mean I just definitely the big four money in the bank and then what else I guess we got to do the crown jewel thing right that's what six yeah but again like is a is Roman Reigns going to drop a title overseas? Yeah, so so that I just, I want to comment on that. So I don't like the way they're doing the tournament with the world champion, um, just because they're automatically diminishing the world championship. It's the world championship, but they're automatically diminishing it because they're not even putting Roman Reigns, which is the best wrestler in the mix, to do it. If you want yeah. to elevate that, have him go into this tournament. And not have his titles on the line. It's you know, it's for this other, and then let him lose. Let him lose, so he loses that third belt title. And then, well, no, he would ha- try to have the third belt, but don't put the third belt on him. Let him lose legitimately, but keep his titles. And then we're like, oh wow, now the world championship is at the level of the universal championship. Does, right does, now, it, it it feels it's gonna feel like a fucking secondary belt. Question for all three of you. With this world championship tournament, let's 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 talk about it in detail. First question: If Roman enters that tournament instead of one of these other guys, one of these other twelve guys, 
and he loses that match, he loses a match, does that diminish his reign as champion? Justin. No, I don't think he can diminish his reign as champion at all. And you can absolutely do it to where, I mean, if it's in a triple threat, like he doesn't have to be technically beaten and he loses it. I mean, there's plenty of ways you can do it to where he still looks strong. You oh. know, he gets ta- he gets taken out or whatever. Carlito's back, by the way. I know you guys already know yep. that. He just came in and he's eating an yep. apple. It's fantastic. Tom, um, same question. No, I don't think it diminishes it, especially in the way they're doing the tournament. So if I understood it correctly, they're doing either like I think it's four triple threat matches on e- two on each brand, and then the winner of each triple threat match is then going to go head to head to determine the finalists for Night of Champions. That is correct. If, if they did it that way and Roman lost in one of those triple threat matches, I don't think. I think it, I think it would st- and like he wasn't the one that got pinned. It would also set up a fantastic feud for him moving forward. That's what I'm saying. Like I, it's just one of those deals. Like I don't think it would diminish it at all. And it's and I honestly thought he was going to be in the tournament after. I think it was the Savio second. Vega. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, it's it it, 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 it it's better. It's, better. it's, better. Like, it's fantastic, um, dude. Um, he's like 90. <laughs> he's my uh, uncle at the barbecue <laughs> oh he, yeah he don't he don't do nothing uh he's just sitting there directing traffic it's awesome That's um good. but yeah like i feel like when paul Heyman came out on the draft night and was like talking about how beautiful the belt was i honestly thought they were going to insert him into the tournament which i was like yes okay good idea yeah and then nothing i think they so need no. to because like at this point it's like yeah. i don't even want that thing yeah i'm just saying just have somebody come out like his next challenger come out and cost him one of those triple threats set up another feud for him and go through there whether it's one book of it you cowards we need to call this chef. booking broadway chef your thoughts i think it totally diminishes him as champion you know because if, if you're ahead of the pack head of the table you need to be dominating every single of those matches and it's not like you don't have the bloodline who fix all your shit anyways so you know yes uh i think if he loses even if he did even if someone else gets pins Dude, you're supposed to be in charge. Why aren't you either taking that win um, or having your people make it for you? Um, I, I have to I have to agree with you on that myself because I feel like with Roman being the champion, the grant he's on SmackDown, he's doing his thing with the bloodline. And the bloodline is uh, a whole. Solo, Heyman, the Usos, Roman, they're all on SmackDown. They're all going to continue this bloodline storyline, which I can't wait because I feel like it's time to kind of wrap it up but you're gonna take you eliminate your champion your your top champion from this tournament i i still feel like even if he loses in a triple threat it diminishes the legacy of his title run because we're almost at a thousand days we're what 974 days it's just what a, what a phenomenal way to move this thing but moving into raw and smackdown here are your the, the whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on one second one second go ahead this just hit me. What if they played some storyline where, you know, Roman Reigns gets in a car accident? Oh dear! And he, oh no, 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 he's in a coma. They get a Vince McMahon crossing oh, the, 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 the thousand day like mark, and it's like we can't do anything. He's he's alive. He just he's unable to defend, but he's still yeah. the champion, and he just keeps accumulating days like as he's in. Yeah. And for those of you listening, I am making heavy air quotes heavy air quotes he says now here's here's your uh here's your lineup from raw and smackdown you have seth rollins 
who, in my opinion, is the most deserving. Uh, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, who if Seth Rollins doesn't win, I'd like to see Nakamura take it, and the uh, American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. From SmackDown, you have Austin Theory, the U.S. champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles, the almighty Bobby Lashley, the Hall of Famers, Rey Mysterio and Edge, and the Celtic warrior, Sheamus. So an all-star lineup, a who's who, plus two Hall of Famers in this tournament. Personally, if it's not Rollins, if it's not Nakamura, I, I mean, I'd love for Edge or Rey Mysterio to get one more run with a title. Uh, I'm going to go to Tom. Uh, Tom, based on this uh, group of guys, who do you see in the finals? One from Raw, one from SmackDown. Who do I see in the finals? I think it's going to be Rollins. Who do you see at Night of Champions? I think it's going to be Rollins and Styles. I like that. Um, just because, like, I feel like, you, especially in Saudi Arabia, where the show is going to be, you're going to want two of your biggest draws from either brand. The only other person, I think, from SmackDown that would put some, like, moxie on that match would be one of the Hall of Famers. Like the SmackDown side, in my opinion, mm. star power-wise, is very weak compared to the Ross side. Personally, I would like to see Finn win because he's never had another title shot since he lost the Universal after okay. uh, that, that opening night tournament. Like in an ideal world, it'd be awesome to see him and Finn in the finals, but it's not going to happen because they're both on the SmackDown side. But I would love to see a rematch of them because um, that was a great match too for the Universal title when they first brought it out. And I, like I said, I've always felt for Finn because he never got another run after <clears throat> he lost it. He went down to NXT for a little bit and stuff like that. But no, who I think they're going to book, or I think it'd be smart for them to book, would be Styles and Rollins. I like that. Chef? Um, trying to think of something we've never seen before. I mean, Styles Rollins would, good, would be good. Cody Rollins would be, you know, the quadrilogy, quadrilogy match. Yeah, both um, on, on Raw though, so one of those has to win to go to Night of Champions. I'm also over Cody, so uh, a lot of people are over Cody. Um, really? When I haven't. No, no. I, I, I still look. I, I still like Cody. I've, li I've liked Cody for a long time. I want him to be champion. Um, do I think he just needs to inherit the belt? Fuck no. Earn that shit. Put in the work. You know, go through um you know some trials and tribulations as you know things you're about to by, by, by what you're about to see justin um you know i think uh i i like to see cody for the sake of yeah like his dad never got it i want to see why the fuck did you leave aew oh you're doing it for this all right dude you better earn that shit yeah. um you know but i think cody might need to evolve a little bit i think he might need to dirty himself a little bit and like turn yeah. heel and then Justin, be a bit more dirty. Justin, I'm going to come back to you, but Tom, you're shaking your head. I got to know. Uh, I mean, w watching the Brock Lesnar match, like I'm just, I'm over, I'm over Cody. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of him in AEW. Uh, it was, it, his story was kind of cool, but like once he lost the title, he's got to go away for a bit. He's got to go away for a bit or you need to align him with somebody. Like his whole, like I went to Raw uh, when it was here in Chicago and like they they dubbed out or like drowned out with like stage noise a lot of booing like he got a ton of booze oh, when wow. he came out like he like he was not well received i was on that thing like i just i i, I get i get tired of like the wonder boy story 
with him. It's, it's, it's punk country, though, right? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's punk it's country, fun. but still. But like, I feel I mean, like you, you you put him in the fucking Mercedes Benz Stadium, and I guarantee you, it's not going to be like that. Well, right, that's Georgia. Cause everybody loved him in Georgia, but like, yeah. unfortunately, wrestling is bigger than the state of Georgia. So I'm. Yeah, not but if you put him. punk in the state of Georgia, they're going to fucking boo the shit out of him. I mean, come on. When when Cody was here. He did a uh, superplex off the top ropes with uh, uh, Andre Ili- Il- Andrade. Andrade, yeah. And he uh, he superplexed himself onto a flaming table. Andrade totally missed it. Yeah, yeah. And set himself on fire. So I was there. No, I, like I said, I, 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 I like too, Cody's so. skill set. I always, I was, I'm a big Dusty fan. I my, just, there's just my, something about him that just. My, my biggest my biggest want with Cody was when he was in AEW and like he had made the deal like I'm never going to challenge the world title again which is dumb um Put you know into a corner yeah but I think like at that point he was an EVP of AEW and after like Adam Page won or, or whoever was going on before Cody left he should have been like you know what this is my company I own it I'm going to do what I want to do fuck what I said before and then like have some people a bunch of, of his own wrestlers like you're going to go, you're going to beat up uh, Adam Page, and you're going to hold him down, and I'm just going to take the title away. This is my company. I want to be champion. And that would have been a great heel turn for him. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want something different. Like, the, the 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 Wonder Boy, like, America's Favorite Son type deal, like, with a nickname, the American Nightmare, just doesn't do it for me. Like, I want to see him turn heel. Heard. Justin, yeah. who's your thoughts on what, who, who, who walks away world champion and night of champions? I mean, fucking Cody Rhodes. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm flabbergasted that you guys don't don't think this, and I. I can't believe Tom doesn't. Uh, doesn't like Cody Rhodes. I think. Look, in an in an era where it's almost impossible to have a true fucking babyface like a Hulk Hogan, like a you know whatever. I feel like Cody is the closest and best fucking chance we have to have a legitimate real babyface because of his father's name because of his sneaky ear, his, his squeaky clean, everything else. He's a fantastic fucking actor. He deserves it. He fucking was shit on by the company for years just because of his fucking name. He has so much fucking sympathy his entire fucking life from being shit on from a booking standpoint. And now he's finally gone out and he, I mean, it's all real. Like he literally went from undesirable to undeniable and now uncrowned. It's not a fucking gimmick. He really fucking did that. And like, to like, I don't know, man, I, I'm not bored of him. I'm pissed off. that He doesn't have a fucking title yet because he fucking deserves it. And I know that he's a good dude in real fucking life too, because, you know, we've seen what he's done with David and his son and little shit like that, you know, like, you know, through once removed through that and, I don't know. I just, like I said, I'm still a purist, you know, at my heart. Like I get it like anti-hero this and that, but we have not had a true, real, organic, natural baby face. And I don't know how fucking long, you know what I mean? That's not a goofy, like fucking Mojo Riley or some shit like that. I mean, like I think Cena is the closest know? we had to that. 
but yeah. we he wasn't he was shit on the entire time he was all oh, right no, no no i'm just he, saying now I, I, now that he's now that he's gone and we realize what we fucking had yeah, yeah, yeah. and that we Listen. lost it it's like the ex-girlfriend that you know that you, right, you, you right, just right. Did, you, you, that. you fumbled the ball on right mm. and like but that's that's what i'm scared it's gonna fucking happen to cody so like that's why i'm so adamant about like when i hear about booze and this and that no fuck that like stop doing it stop booing him man i mean you, is a give this is guy a, his fucking 15 minutes of fame that's that's a bad way to say it but get him give him his fucking flowers let him win the title let him finish the fucking story this triple h bullshit about like oh the story never goes on no that's not true there are finishes to storylines absolutely yep. there are right. I, I just, just feel, to. what do you what do you think was the biggest diss on cody rhodes career while he was in wwe just or the, the biggest slap in the face stardust stardust yeah stardust. absolutely yeah. absolutely stardust and him having to do that crap and he only got one match with his brother and it was a horrible freaking match that they had to like they didn't get any time with and yeah i mean you know look i totally agree with him going heel at some point i don't think everybody needs i don't i wish he, cena would have gone heel at some point and i love the idea of him doing the whole um what's it called the patriot guy from the boys homelander that his name homelander, homelander. I, I mean he already looks like it right so let him win the title let him be a face and then let some shit come out and it had like almost like cancel culture, right? Like you find out something about him that wasn't happening and he's really not this good guy, but let him be the good guy for a little bit, you know, I, let him guess, be the champ. I guess my whole thing is I feel like they missed a huge opportunity at WrestleMania. I Absolutely. They did. And that's yeah, my, and that's my point. Like once yeah. that, like, I don't want, and, and that's the only issue I have with wwe is they like to do the same stories over and over so this is gonna be another john cena rock type thing for like a whole year potentially and i just i'm not about it but yeah but the thing is like here's where i'm I'm going here's where i'm going Uh, here's where i'm going all right cody rose loses that title cody rose loses the title at wrestlemania okay he should have lost to Brock last night. He should Boiler not. Alert. It's fine. It, it's already passed. <laughs> he should have lost to Brock last night. He Pretty should not did. win at night of champions. He needs to. Bully Ray said this on Busted Open, and, and I, I'll give Bully Ray all the credit in the world for this. He needs to go down a Dusty hole. Rhodes knew all about hard times. Cody has known about hard times as dashing Cody Rhodes and as stardust but you know what stardust won tag belts dashing Mm -hmm. cody rhodes won the intercontinental title cody rhodes's legacy won the tag titles so all of these iterations of cody he's gotten over as the american nightmare who's on my tv screen right now he's over more than he's ever been in the world he's given a damn weightlifting belt to a child in the front row because Fucking he's he's Bret he's Hart feels right face. there man yeah Bret Hart he's that Bret Hart baby face he's that John Cena baby face those but Bret Hart eventually became a heel and he was one of the best but the bottom line is this Cody needs more hard times before he wins a world championship because it will make this story finishing the story more important Rowan should have won at WrestleMania. That was the right call. Cody should have gotten freaking crushed at Backlash last night at the hands of Brock Lesnar. Brock's lost two in a row. Okay, he don't need to. He don't need to lose anymore. Okay, so uh, no, Brock didn't lose no, two in a row. He, Brock, he beat, Brock, uh, Brock beat almost big yeah. matches. Big matches. I don't count this. Om- I don't count this Omos matches as big match. I'm talking about big matches. 
I love that you don't count literally the biggest match on WrestleMania. The biggest guys as the biggest. I do not. I do not. I know what you mean. I'm sorry, but I do not count that match as as a match that he lost because he was no bullshit. It's not a marquee match. It's not a marquee match. He's marquee matches matter. He's in the main event at Backlash, and he and, and and Brock lost, and then he's in the main event of SummerSlam against Roman, and he lost. So the big matches he's been losing, the little matches he can win. I don't really care, but I'm I digress and get refocused. Cody needs hard times. Cody does not need to win this match. At Night of Champions, it needs to be either Finn Balor or Edge, and Finn Balor finally closes the book on Edge in the Judgment Day, and then he holds a title because he needs to. He needs something to elevate him. It's the same thing Tom said. He needs to have the title to prove his to prove that he's still a top guy. Seth can win it. Nakamura can win it. Rey Mysterio can win it. But at the end of the day, the person that I think needs to win the most is Finn. I think he's the most deserving and I think Cody needs to suffer a little more and I think that if 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 Cody gets traded over to SmackDown eventually, then he can go chase that title when it's time. Better yet, he wins money in the bank in July and then he holds and then he decides he can who he can go after and then he goes after Roman and says, "I'm coming for you, bro." And that's the end of what I've got to say. I'm done. You guys go. Well, on that note, what if it's like Roman goes on vacation or whatever, he's taking some time off. He's already on he goes on uh, uh exactly yeah he, he wins money in the bank wrestlemania he wins money in the bank and then all of a sudden we have a film segment where he breaks into roman's house hits him I'm with down. the briefcase <laughs> i'm down i think cody points a gun lose. at him he's got a right. gun <laughs> i think cody needs to lose until money in the bank it's only no, no. two months I think you're two months. totally right. I think, you know, when when people see someone struggle and they, they see the pain of them struggling, you empathize. And they then when you have those it. victories, it's going to make it that much better, which is why, like I was agreeing with you, why it was appropriate for him to lose at WrestleMania. Because he's that good on the microphone and he's that good at eliciting, at eliciting a, a, a visceral response from the crowd. This man right here who just blasted Brock Lesnar's bloody face with steel steps, aluminum steel steps, just, just, just give him hard times, man. Just put him through, put him through the roughness and just let, let him, let him do his thing. And then when the time is right, money in the bank, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, whatever you want to do, put Cody over and give him his chance. And that's, that's all I got to say about that. I'm done. Go. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Tom, do you think, I mean, I actually I agree with the hard times thing? I do. That's that's my point. Like, I'm like, he needs to just like, but I was a little even more drastic than that. And I was like, he needs to lay low. Um, But I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I I do like the sounds of him, um, of him winning the, uh, whatchamacallit title, or not title, the the money in the bank. I actually, the money in the bank. I really would like, I mean, honestly practical uh and this is an honest question because around this time is when i really wasn't paying too much attention and was just living vicariously through our group chats but since seth rollins on the men's side at wrestlemania have we had any meaningful like big pop cash-ins like that no you've had some big big pop failed cash-ins with theory that's what I'm but, saying. Like, yeah. like you've had a couple of failed ones. Like I remember when I, I, I this is I think this is before some dating myself. Like Sandow was another one that I remember. Like Ziggler's yeah. and Rollins are the two that I remember the most. Like yeah. 
and I Dude, the, still... the, the, I watched the Ziggler one the other day, and it's great. Oh, it's the so raw great. the raw after WrestleMania when Del Rio was champion. Is that yes, it? yeah. And he yeah, had yeah, hurt yeah. his he had hurt his ankle, and that's when Ziggler had Biggie and uh, uh, AJ, AJ Lee. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. on his and his stable or whatever. That was it was simply phenomenal. But that's what I'm saying. Like I've totally forgot about Money in the Bank, and now that they have two titles, I feel like it makes it even better. Um, I don't like. I believe, and guys, correct me if I'm wrong again, but I'm pretty sure Austin Theory used his cash in on Lashley when he was the U.S. champion. And he like, lost. He lost. That's what I'm saying. That's, he what lost, he ended, yeah. that's what he ended up doing. Yeah. Like that. Those the the Money in the Bank <laughs> cash ins. Should strictly be for one of those big titles. Yeah, which and, was and another, the thing is, which was another booking themselves to do a corner. Yes, but the thing is, after after loss, people grow. It's like the you know, like in Dragon Ball Z with the 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 Saiyans. You know, yeah. when you get your ass beat down, and all all of a sudden you heal and you come back, you're like ten times stronger. Yeah, exactly. You have to break, you have to has, break has, down has, muscle to, to to get stronger, right? Totally. Has, right. has theory I, actually grown? He grew a beard. Yeah, he's yeah, he grew a beard. Yeah. He grew a beard. That counts. No, he, Ryan's he like more than I could do. Theory's um, doing great. <laughs> he's grown more than I can. Um, no, I I would say that Theory is definitely less annoying than he was before. He's still a heel, but he's he's definitely better um, than he was before. I don't think I necessarily agree with Cody Rhodes getting the Money in the Bank. In my opinion, even though I love the Money in the Bank pay per view, I love the gimmick, the Money in the Bank. I do feel like it's better suited for like a heel to have. I, was, I mean, if, if, if I've Cody always felt like that, but I just, Cody, I, go ahead. I was going to say, if Cody doesn't get it and Rollins doesn't win, I think Rollins needs to have that money in the bank briefcase because of the whole, like, I don't understand why they haven't done anything with Roman and Rollins yet. Cause Rollins talks about it all the time. He's like, he's never beat me kind of a deal. Um, I like. I don't know. The I like the idea. What I like the idea of Seth getting it, and then Cody getting to the championship title, and then Seth fucking him over one last time yeah. since they've got the the beef from the back that, of the day. That is a great idea. And you know what I mean. And then and that's the hard times that Cody Rhodes has. I like the idea that they're booking him so strong. I know, I know you guys are saying hard times. I don't disagree with the hard times, but he can have hard times and still look like a badass. You know, like John Cena was unbeatable, big match John, and I really think they're trying to book him like that. Cody Rhodes was such an undercard and not important for so long. I really do think that they, they need a year or two, at least, of him just mowing down these people and giving him credibility of like, no, this guy's a world killer. He really is. He really could beat Roman if yeah. he wanted to. And I think letting him beat somebody like Brock um, Brock Lesnar right now, especially since Brock Lesnar's on his on his way out the door and, you know, doing the jobs and stuff like that. I think I don't, I'm not necessarily so mad about it. I didn't watch the match. So I, you know, the, the right now we're on the tag team or the triple, whatever it is with uh KO and all them, Man, tag. but yeah. Um, uh, but, I didn't Brock Lesnar is uh, going on hiatus. He's retiring. No, he's, he's, he's retiring. He's oh. they, they've had reports of him telling everybody bye in the backstage. Like he's literally on his way out. Yeah, his, he's probably going to, he's coming in up like he's got all the, the money in the world. He's got a farm in Saskatchewan, Canada. He's fine. He's happy. He's gonna well, like, I'm just going to go out to the woods and go hunt until I come back. Damn right. If I were his, him, I'd be chewing tobacco and hunting and fishing too and having time in my life. Well, his, his contract not thinking about Bobby Lashley. Exactly. Yeah. Tom, what was that again? I would say, isn't his contract up at the end of this year or something like that? Like yeah. he did, he was offered a renewal and he didn't sign one. Yeah, I think, I think he's mid-summer. he's gonna end up like think, the Undertaker. I think midsummer, I think like right right after right after Money in the Bank, he's done. I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think it's pretty close to the end. Boy, that's what, that's what he needs uh, to do. 
boys, what a what a backlash we had. In my opinion, I, I'd go as far as to say it's on par with WrestleMania, if not slightly better, because for the first time in almost 20 years, WWE has a premium live event in Puerto Rico. Two nights in Puerto Rico. They did uh, SmackDown the night before, and they did Backlash on Saturday. Um, something that I think is really important is how hot the crowd was all night long. The appreciation that the Puerto Rican crowd showed all these workers was just tremendous. Let's just say, let's just say the highlight of the night was the crowd. Um, but uh, guys, I want to I want to hear your thoughts on WWE being in Puerto Rico just in general. Chef. I'm watching SmackDown from from Friday, and they are, you know, lifting up the street profits to you know to the ceiling. So, fans in Puerto Rico, if any of you guys listen to us, thank you. I mean, way to way to show your colors, man. I love it. Yeah, Vince has got to go. Huh? Vince has got to go. Well, Vince has got to go. No, no I mean, I just like I mean, honestly like that. The, the the I had a huge issue with that Bad Bunny uh, Priest match not being the main event, especially if there's no major titles on that, the line. Yeah, like honestly, like I lost a ton of interest in the entire pay per view after that match. I agree. Like I I was I I, I really didn't care about the six tag, the six man tag. Why uh, is that, Rob? Just out good. of like, I mean, just because you just because it was that good of a match or because just the, 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 the crowd was beyond into that match, the amount of energy and the buzz that, oh, that, yeah. that, that, that was start to finish oh, yeah. all the, the, the run-ins and stuff like that. They were well done. I thought anyways. Um, and I just felt like that would have been a great way to end that show. Like that crowd deserved the crowd deserved for that to be how the show ended. And I feel I like, I feel like it was a total Vince move in like if you because yes i understand that that's probably how they had it scripted from the get-go but after smackdown i would like to think that hunter would have been like okay we need to switch and make this the main event like we need to call like i hate the co-main event thing like you cannot be a co-main event and be third from the end or whatever like it's just it's the stupidest thing ever like pick a freaking main event and stick to it don't sit there and try to placate people like the fans aren't dumb um i'm sick of vince he's got to go i'm over it like i just get him out like yeah. uh, the, the 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 sale to endeavor was not because of the shit vince was doing i guarantee you the final nail in the coffin was because of what hunter was doing to like resurrect the product yes i think vince got so pissed off that hunter was crushing it from SummerSlam on and he's like well we gotta do something to uh shake things up a bit so uh, getting back on the board, selling the company, etc. The, the sale will go through in July. By the way, if anybody's asking, that, that that's, yeah. that's the earliest the sale can go through is July. But go well, back- well. Endeavor stock is up. I bought. I bought it as soon as it was announced. Well, my WWE stock is through the roof. I think it's one hundred and ten dollars a share. And if I get Endeavor stock, I'll get Endeavor stock out of this. And they have to pay me, I think, five for one. So and buy your Endeavor stock right now because it's cheaper than WWE by almost almost. 400%. It's not a competition, Rob. It is a competition. <laughs> but back to Justin's point, I think having Cody on last makes, you know, it, it, while while it's not the move I would have done, Tom, I think Justin, uh, with his point, with, with, with Cody being the biggest star in the company right now, not named Roman Reigns, 
you have to put him on last because this is how they're going to continue to keep the shine on him. But I do agree. Bad Bunny is incredible. Uh, the guy can do it all. Uh, that he did match, it all. That match was phenomenal. And yeah, I, it really was. It. Now that we've all seen it, I'd really like to touch on it pretty deeply. Um, San Benito. Bad Bunny is a musician. He is a Puerto Rican rapper. That is who he is. He is an entertainer. He is an entertainer. That's fair. But it's like, here's this guy who does music, and then he does the Met Gala, and then three nights later, he shows up at, at, at SmackDown and, you know, charms the pants off of everybody, and then he comes in and has this banger of a street fight with Damian Priest, who trained him for the WrestleMania match two years ago and for this match. Uh, as they've been really good friends because they're both from the same town. So That's cool. it's cool. And you 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 give this guy the opportunity. I'm not crazy about celebrities winning matches against workers. I'm not crazy about it because it's like Damian Priest, Luis Martinez has been a pro wrestler for 15 years. And this guy has been a pro wrestler for a cut for two cups of coffee and he beats him. Now, I, create, I, I know it's a street fight and it's gimmicky and Bad Bunny yeah. had to win that match because it's Puerto Rico, but it's they like... They literally would have rioted. <laughs> he literally would have rioted. rioted if he didn't win. Like, actually rioted. Actual it would have been World War Z clawing to the center right. of that ring. It really would have. They so didn't have a do, choice with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to defer to our guest, Tom Sroka, our buddy, and I want to know your thoughts on Bad Bunny defeating Damian Priest at Backlash. I'm with you on the whole um, celebrities beating workers. I, I didn't like that he won the match, um, but it is what it is. Um, I feel like WWE has been lucky. Their last three celebrity wrestlers Decisions. that they've brought in um, between, between Pat McAfee, uh, Logan Paul, and bad bunny like those pat mcafee listen you listen hey you say what you want about the guy he's had some great matches his last one the the one at wrestlemania wasn't so great but before that everything else that he's done i really have enjoyed it and it was actually surprising Um, it's you know it's crazy because if, if if it wasn't i would say that pat mcafee is the greatest celebrity um wrestler of all time if it wasn't for bad bunny and i would say that bad bunny was the greatest you know performance you know celebrity wrestler of all time if it wasn't for logan paul like literally the three best celebrity wrestlers i think that the company has ever had that yeah. i can remember are all right now and yeah, i don't and know if that's i don't know what if that's because of the performance center um if it's a coincidence i don't know but it's I, fantastic. I, I, honestly, I honestly think it's a coincidence but yeah i didn't like the fact that bunny went over but I understand why. Um, I, 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 I just love the moments where, like, they did like the high risk stuff, like jumping when they uh, slammed each other yeah. off the the amps. And it's like, yeah, ref, check on the man who's worth a hundred million dollars. Damian Priest is fine. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will say that, like, the, the biggest the, artist on the planet. The not only like the pop bad bunny got when he came out but the entire stadium singing his song along with him oh, as he's coming up. Yeah. like 
that was that was goosebumps man yeah it was it was awesome but um and then when they got him on the thing on the on the on the on the top and he was giving them the blows and they started yeah. going uno dos tres yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah it was like i said it was a good match uh like i said i felt like it should have been the main event i understand the cody rhodes thing but uh to your guys's point earlier if you want to talk about hard times him getting knocked down the card i feel like would have contributed to those hard times of him not being seen Thank as you. like the poster child anymore but Thank um you. like i said but but again in my opinion that's a vince thing 100 because vince can't think that far ahead like i'm sorry he can't um vince is an in the now and like what's gonna you know get his rocks off the quickest in the moment and that card was a complete representation of that uh, with, with, with the with the co-main event and the Bad Bunny match being two down from the the Lesnar and uh, uh, Cody match. Tom, worst choice, worst choice, having Bad Bunny not be the main event or Vince's mustache. Oh my god! <laughs> you think he grew the mustache just because they're going to Puerto Rico and he was trying to fit in? Give me, somebody, give me, give me a fedora, maybe. Because somebody it looks like somebody he's trying to look like a he's trying to look like a drug lord. Yeah, somebody needs to slap that thing off his face. <laughs> no kid but i feel young i've, I've got to keep doing it. the young so, people like so it. tom tom and i should say this to all you all three of you guys are you guys convinced that vince really is uh that hands-on with the booking just he's from terrible. watching the product no i'm saying you think he's he's actually you think that he's actually doing the booking from no the second, not entirely every, every report saying that he's not every every single report is saying that he's not and he's not there i mean he's physically not even there anymore um and that he he is triple h has his number if he wants to ask him questions i'm gonna defer you to know? tom he ain't gonna ask him shit no he says he wouldn't Watch. i'll defer to tom but i'm coming back so from the second night of wrestlemania on there is a distinct vibe shift uh-huh. you can see it you can feel it and if you watch oh, Hunter on these little like press conference things that they do afterwards, his mood has changed completely. 100%. So whether Vince so whether Vince is hands-on or not is not up for debate, but Vince has final say. And I, I remember listening to a Dean Ambrose uh, interview a while back where he would talk about how like they would do something, but before it was official, they had to send it off to Vince, whether he was in the building or not. I think that's what's happening. Like they write yes. it out. They're like, this is what's going on. And then Hunter's got to send it off to Vince before he can get approval. That's what I think is happening. But like, if you like from WrestleMania on between the draft, which I thought was a complete cluster, um, big time, like the, 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 the matches for the, the, how the matches came to be for most of the matches for backlash, like half of the card randomly was just put together at the last minute. Like there was no real, like it, why, why did Seth Rollins fight Omos? That's what I'm saying. Like there, it literally, and they came out on like the Chicago. I only know this because I was at the Chicago. Wow, they came out and were like, "Well, MVP like negotiated it because he needed a bigger fight." Like it's just there was no. The I thought the whole purpose of the backlash pay per view is to carry over unfinished business from WrestleMania. Yeah, agreed. There's yeah. Like there's like there was none of it. Rollins and Omos happened because seven weeks ago, two or three weeks before WrestleMania. There was a big, there was a big giant match, and Omos came out and got involved, and he was down by the thing, and Seth Rollins curb stomped him on the table, and then MVP was like, "Don't think I forgot about you, Seth." You know, 
blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, you got to give Seth something to do because you got to keep him relevant right. because who doesn't love the, oh, yeah. Everybody loves that shit. It's amazing. But uh, like Justin, Justin doesn't like, you don't like the, 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 the same. I, I have about the same feeling towards Seth Rollins as Tom has towards Cody Rhodes. I'm fucking <laughs> I'm just, I'm sick of that laugh. Like I'm, I'm sick of like the, the yeah, it's just, it's annoying and not in a cool heel way annoying. It just feels pushed and I'm just, I'm fucking sick of it. I love Seth Rollins. I, I don't like, loved him when he was the weasel. You I don't know, like the I, outfits. You know, I, I loved all the stuff. I just, but I'm counter, not a fan. But I kind of the argument, outfits. I feel like a lot of the push is his own doing. I oh, don't, yeah. I don't feel like it's a manufactured push. No, like I like what he that man has been able to make. Magic. Well, he's put it over. He, I mean, he can put everything over. And That's what it. I'm saying. Like that, just, that, of all his characters, this is what I'm saying. Of all of his gimmicks and the progression of Seth all the way from Tyler Black to now, this is my least favorite version of him. Agreed. For sure. I definitely, I like. I oh, definitely, I'm sorry. I, unless he decided to go like full on Joker mode, which I would love to see. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge Stick. fan. <laughs> give, give him, give him the, give him the makeup and everything. That would be bananas. Sting and Finn Balor have already done that. I wouldn't fool it with well. it, man. I wouldn't fool with it. I, I think, I think what they've got with Seth right now is really good because everybody sings along to the themes. Birmingham, right. Birmingham, UK, in the United Kingdom, gave him a 12 minute, like he stood in the middle of the ring, just put his arms out. And he had to put his arms down because they wouldn't stop singing. And he was just arms were getting tired. They did so, it in Paris too. Yeah, and in, and in Paris. Yeah, I mean they they they, they love it. And yeah. and you know, putting the title on him, this this new world championship makes good sense. But he's like Cody. It's like you know, you make more money with a baby face chasing a heel. So I get the idea. I like Finn Balor for the championship because I feel like the judgment day really needs something to get them to that next level because Rhea has the women's championship. You could get priest and Dominic, the tag titles, but I don't think they need it because Dominic, as much as he gets this nuclear you know, X-Pac Vicky Guerrero heat, <laughs> it's, it's like, my God, he's getting a response. Yeah. And he's getting and he's improving in the ring and he's doing his like I, Dominic Mysterio to me five years from now maybe three years from now is going to be a hot item because he's so damn over with the crowd they hate his guts he's got that he's nuclear that nuclear Vicky Guerrero heat and it works yeah he's, I guess every time I, that man I'm just talks, they boo him out of the building I'm just I'm just like less jaded about it right now I think than than maybe Tom you are or or even maybe you know you rob like i i think the product's fucking still great i i, I, mean, I think I it's still too. fantastic i do get what you're saying tom about backlash feeling like it's in a hopper they just put a bunch of names in a hopper and just you know put the shit out there that's 100 and maybe that's vince maybe that's more of just they're worried about and wondering about what's going to happen in puerto rico and they just wanted to set it up for that i don't know but i mean in general you can tell that they're calling in the ring more, which was not a thing that Vince allowed. You I can like tell that. that Michael Cole is still not leashed, which was not happening when Vince was there. You can tell that the promos are not as heavily scripted. 
What's, right? what's, a, what's a good example of an unleashed Michael Cole? Uh, making smart ass comments and, and mentioning okay. AEW or mentioning, you know, another company or, or making a, a, a dive at somebody else, you know, like the, you know, him having an opinion. Sure. You know, sure. Oh, I'm arguing with Cole or him when, arguing with uh, Corey. When know? Nakamura returned, he named him as a former New Japan Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, man, they, like, Vince not letting me. that shit happen, dude. Vince would never, Vince, never, never. So that's why I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I so. I, I don't think it is. Perhaps Hunter is maybe referring to him, or maybe Hunter's just not as, you know. Maybe he he you know he came out really hot and he's not this fucking perfect you know booking god like we all want him to be you know not everybody's a you know batting a thousand you know he's he's done some of the best storyline work ever in all of wrestling history with the bloodline so you know and and I think it, you know we'll, we live in the Marvel era right now right you find a formula and you fucking beat it in the ground that's what they do they don't want to take chances you're not going to have movies like um event horizon or or boondock saints or pulp fiction like you know Those you're going to have trying to make exactly yeah, yeah because because nobody they're not going to get greenlit because they've got thor and they've got the avengers and they've got guardians of the galaxy and it's it's so formulaic and i think that that's i mean look wwe is marvel you know what i mean like they're just trying to say well this worked let's do it 20 more times so we can make more money and it's working and that's my whole point about seth rollins they're not going to stop the gimmick because 12 fucking minutes of his song but it's the same thing and it doesn't feel fresh to me at all back when stone cold was doing it it was always something fresh and it was always hot and it was good, right? And I know I sound beer like truck, an old man beer in the truck, yard. The milk truck, like yeah, it was like, always a, a, a reason to tune in. I yeah, did love so. the beer truck gimmick. I thought it was fantastic. But anyways, I'll, I'll get off my that's that's so, a cement I'm, truck. I'm, oh, Vince's limo's right here. Oh, oh, his Corvette. Man, what are they the odds? Literally that? killed Paul Bearer. Not <laughs> <laughs> a money. Well, guys, Backlash was a uh, a fantastic event. Uh, Puerto Rico, uh, they deserve this moment. Uh, one of the hottest crowds I have seen in at least a half a decade. Um, I'm 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 super happy. I'm super happy for people like Zelina Vega who had an opportunity at the women's championship. She came up short, but. I mean, what an emotional moment for someone like her to be in Puerto Rico as a as a Boricua, as a Puerto Ricanya, and and getting her opportunity at the big title on the big stage in front of her fans, her family holding the flag out, crying. I mean, just I mean, hey, like Zelina Vega did moment. a good job. What she, a she did not disappoint. Hey, I popped at the chocolate spot. Yes. When she grabbed that from her mom, like I started laughing my ass off. Like, yeah, I thought so that was awesome. She grabbed the chocolate, the, chunk, the, yeah. the flip flop. Yeah, I was great. All these little, all these little things. And then Michael Cole, obviously saying, you know, if you come from a Latin family, you know exactly what this yeah. means. And it's just yeah. like, you know, just, just, just being able to speak to a, a, a fresher audience. And I, you know, I honestly having... think though that that crowd made the event. Oh yeah, had absolutely. That, had, that, had that been anywhere else, it would have been a dud of a show. Oh, I agree. Yeah, right. yeah. And, and, and having sure. having Savio Vega return, having Carlito return, having him spit the apple on Dom, just just all the favorites, all the all the uh, you know the greatest the, hits, all the greatest hits. 
Um, Where's Carlito been? He looks great. He looks great. He's he's he, a big man. From what I understand, he's wrestling indies and he's run. I don't know if he's running uh, his father's promotion, which is WWC in Puerto Rico. I don't know if they're running that or not, but I do know that Carlos Colon, his father, would have been really proud of this event. Oh, and- it was it was he he looked fantastic. Like it was like he had no ring rust whatsoever. Like yeah. it was awesome to watch him. Like that brought me back to like my like high school junior high days. His stuff. hair was better than ever. Oh yes. man, his hair's gorgeous. And you know, and you know, on top of all of that, with this event being in Puerto Rico, we gotta think that money in the bank is less than eight weeks away. Fourth of July week-ish weekend. And it's gonna be last year it was in Vegas and Tom went. But this year, it's going to be in London. And we all know how raucous the British crowd can be. So I'm really looking forward to WWE sitting down with their board of directors and say, hey, man, like, we got to take this show out of the United States because we've had a banger of a show in Puerto Rico. They're going to have a massive show in London. And they got to compete with AEW at Wembley. Yeah, Clash at the Castle was very successful. These mm-hmm. crown jewel things in, in, in Saudi Arabia have been massively successful. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future lies for WWE and some of these bigger markets like India. They love that shit in India. It's it, it's it's really massive yeah. in India. They yeah, love that's, that's why that's why Jinder Mahal was champion yeah, when, they, when they brought her in. It's 1.3 billion people over that's there. That's right. Well, no, I I my I I didn't even think about that. I I, I apologize. Like I I had no idea, but that you know that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. I think. I, but, I think Go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna say I, I know we're wrapping up here, but before we go, I want to touch on because you mentioned Wembley, and I want to touch on what you guys think about you know the balls of AEW going over there, and do you think they're actually going to be able to get to ninety thousand people? Um, I'm surprised they're at sixty now. And Tony says they're like at sixty two days. They're going at, to Tom. forty thousand presale. Tom, what do you think and why? Honestly, like, I have not watched an AEW thing in forever. Like, I see their highlights and stuff on social media. That's about it. Whatever you guys post in the group chat, that's it. Like, they've lost me completely. I don't care. Uh, I couldn't tell you who's got what product. Like, I like MJF. Um, but, like, I, like, I like his personality. I love the fact that he, like, is his character on every interview and stuff that he does. But, like, Never overall, like... I don't care about the product. And I but just- how do you really feel, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like, I think it's, it's going to be, I think like, I always, I always wonder with attendance, how many, how much of those numbers are inflated. I really do. Um, so like, and then like Jericho putting out like his little, like, screw you post that he did the other day about like, like Jericho's getting on my nerves too now. Like I think honestly, at the end of the day, Jericho is going to be one of the greatest of all times. But like his whole thing with like come see Chris Jericho and AEW in Wembley Stadium, it's like mm, shut up. You're going to see AEW as a whole. Like quit making. Well, it he's. I mean, he's a heel. I mean, he's healing. I get it. I do. But like I said, I just I, I I'm all about like the show as a collective. And like right now, like top to bottom, like I don't like AEW might get ninety thousand people in there, but like, do I think the show is going to be that great? No. Yeah. You know the uh, you know the pennies in the jar game. You know the pennies in the jar game. I think they're going to have seventy five thousand 
just and that's probably going to be it. I don't think they make 90. So, okay, that's interesting. But Tom, I want you know, I just had kind of a thought here because I feel like you and I are kind of the same because I feel like I went through the same period with NXT and with WWE. Um, and I, tell, tell, just tell me your honest opinion on this. And if you disagree with me, it's totally fine. But I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of times when I'm not watching something, but I'm watching something else. And the same way with you, like you're focusing on WWE or there's a time when you're focused on NXT. And what I tend to feel is that like, if I see something and it's, and I'm not really, really hot on it, I'll stop watching it. And I just kind of assume that it's worse and worse and worse and not any good when I'm not watching it. And so even like, maybe like when you guys were talking about man, NXT is really hot right now with the undisputed elite. And I'm like, and I'm just like, ah, you know, it's not really my thing. I'm not vibing in it, but realistically, I just really wasn't watching it. Had I given it a chance, I probably would have um, enjoyed it. So my um, thing with NXT is there, or not NXT, uh, AEW, there are parts of AEW that I really like. I like the Blackpool Combat Club. Each of the individuals. They're as real as it gets right now. I, sure. li- I like FTR. I like um, the House of Black. Like the fact that they have the trios championships. I love it. Um, but I just like, I can't stand the elite. Uh, at the end of the day, like Tony Khan needs to either run the company or be the head booker like this double dipping thing like it is starting to bite him in the ass well no he is now yeah oh you're talking about he needs to pick one he needs to pick one. yeah that's yeah, what yeah. i'm he, saying like he, he needs to get a booker for sure like, he, he, it was, he needs it to was, get somebody else it was obvious that once cody left that like tony to, like my, my whole thing is this like what are the other dipshit evps doing like i really don't understand what their roles in the company are and i feel like they are just nothing beyond, that's what I'm saying. So, I feel like they're, they're beyond self-serving and they're ruining a, what AEW, like what little steam AEW started to pick up, like between them and then the whole thing with Punk, like I think that ruined it. See, so this uh, is what I'm talking about, Tom. This is this is what I'm talking about real quick. I'm sorry, dude, because that's actually that that perspective that you have, it makes sense, but it's actually the opposite of what's actually happened. Tony Khan cut the balls off of the EVPs and that's about the time that the product started going down. Okay. So when the EVPs did have their hands in, that's when we saw these amazing, like, in my opinion, you know, the MJF versus uh, Jericho and like Orange Cassidy versus Jericho and like some of the best stuff with the, you know, with the elite when they were doing everything in the stadium stampedes and all this stuff, like the EVPs had a lot. That was the the heyday of AEW. And when Tony Khan literally cut the balls off, EVP is literally a title at this point. They're, they're basically like locker room leaders and that's it. um and ever since that that's when it's kind of gone downhill so i do agree with you in the sense of tony khan needs to get his head out of his ass and stop trying to wear 30 different hats because he's you know he's already got too much stuff going on he needs to hire somebody but i will say and push back like as like you're saying like the evps are doing it like i don't think that's the case at all because they really don't have any power anymore and that's one of the reasons i think why cody left as well yeah (laughs) chef you've been waiting patiently uh, no, I was, it was a, a friend of mine who uh, works for Turner and was telling me like, yeah, when Cody left, like they like Turner themselves was like super fucking pissed because you, they, they ruined like the, the, the go big show. So oh, yeah. some, some backs, uh, some, uh, you know, uh, backstage knowledge. It was, you know, him leaving was a shocker to everybody. Yeah. That was a big I show. Had... And they had the rose at the top too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had thought that they were going to continue with the go big show that Cody's outside um, commitments were not going to be, you know, detoured by his WWE deal. Maybe, maybe it was just low ratings because I never, I only watched that show one time and I was like, eh, this is America's got talent with, with bombs. I watched it. I thought it was fun. I like <laughs> I, I like with Snoop Dogg, and then I like T Pain was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty, yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway, I, well, guys, guys, uh, hell of a show. Um, Chef, do you have anything else uh, before we go? Um, less pay per views. Let's make okay. them bigger. Let's make them more significant. Less pay per views. We don't want to see Cody champion just yet. We want to see him win Money in the Bank. We want to see better programming. We love that Vince is gone. We want. Triple H to do his thing and Michael Cole to be the man. Boys and girls, thank you for watching Better Than Broadway, for listening to Better Than Broadway as also. As, as always, we are on Spotify. We are on Amazon and Apple Podcasts. And we are on the YouTube. And we are on the Instagram at Better Than Broadway. Tom, strength coach Shroka at strength underscore coach underscore Shroka on the Instagram. I don't think you look for that in the show notes. I don't think he has the bird app, but if he does, it's probably the same. Not um, Strength coach extraordinaire. Thank you so much for being our first three-time guest. We love having you on as always. Metsy, you're the man. You look good with that hat and those muscles. We love to see it. For Mets, for Tom, for the coach, for, for excuse me, for the chef, <laughs> Coach Rob, happy wrestling, everybody. We'll see you next time. Happy Mother's Day. We won't be here on Sunday, but happy Mother's Day. We love you. Bye, Cordy. Say bye, Cordy. Bye, Cordy. Wave your paw. Play Mother Love. the music. Out of here. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah.